In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. In the Gospel of today, we see two from the twelve disciples went to the Lord Jesus Christ asking for a certain privilege to be one on his right hand and one on his left hand in his glory. Maybe they perceived themselves better than the rest of the disciples or maybe they felt they are favorites to the Lord Jesus Christ. That's why they asked this question or they made this request. But the Lord told them, if you want to be with me in my glory, you need actually to drink the cup that I drink and be baptized with the baptism that I am baptized with. The cup that he drank, he carried our sins on the cross. And the baptism is the baptism of blood when actually his body was smeared with blood on the cross. So if we suffer with him, we'll be glorified with him. So he told them the way to glory, if you want to be with me in my glory, you want to suffer with me. If we suffer with him, we'll be glorified with him. And they said, yes, we are able to drink the cup and be baptized. So the Lord told them, you will indeed drink the cup that I drink, and with the baptism I am baptized with, you will be baptized, but to sit on my right hand and on my left is not mine to give, but it is for those for whom it is prepared. And James, the son of Zebedee, is the first one among the twelve disciples to be martyred, as you read in Acts chapter 12. Herod arrested him and killed him. John was not killed, but he was exiled and he suffered a lot for the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. So both of them drank the same cup and they were baptized with the same baptism, the baptism of blood. But the Lord told them to sit on my right hand and to sit on my left hand. It is for those for whom it is prepared. So even he did not answer or grant them the request because this request is coming from selfish ambition, from feeling they are better than the rest. But in spite of this, the ten, when they heard it, they began to be displeased with James and John. And the Lord actually, when the, he saw jealousy between the twelve disciples, he told them, you as Christian, you as my disciples, I'm not expecting to behave like others. The non-believers 
those who are considered rulers over the Gentiles, lord it over them. And their great ones exercise authority over them. But it shall not be so among you. Whoever desires to be great among you shall be your servant. And whoever of you desire to be first shall be slave of all. That is the way to greatness. The way to greatness is to be servant of all and to be slave of all. And the Lord gave himself as an example. And he said that the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to offer his life as a ransom for men. He came to serve and to offer his life as a ransom for men. So I, I like to speak to you today about the virtue of humbleness. When we speak about this virtue, we are speaking about the Lord himself. Humbleness means you put yourself in a lower state. And we are created from the dust of the earth. So there is nothing lower than this. For us, humbleness is to recognize who we are. But when we speak about the virtue of humbleness, it is only for the Lord Jesus Christ, who emptied himself to the form of man and lived his life as a servant. Then he offered his life as a ransom. Many verses in the scripture speak about humbleness versus pride. For example, the Lord resists the proud, but gives grace to, humble, to the humble. When we are humble, we will receive grace from God. But if we are prideful, God will resist the prideful. Sometimes in your spiritual warfare, God allows you to struggle with a certain sin for a very long time. And although you fight the good fight, but you don't overcome this sin for a long time. And the purpose of this is to, to keep your humbleness. Because repentance from any sin is much easier than repentance from the sin of pride. If you see in the ministry of our Lord Jesus Christ, who was able to lead harlots to repentance, who was able to lead thieves to repentance, who was able to lead tax collector and lover of money to repentance. But the only group that did not benefit from the ministry of our Lord Jesus Christ are the religious leaders of Israel, like the priests, the high priests, the scribes, the Pharisees. And they did not benefit because of their pride, because of their arrogance. That's why when the Lord 
was advising them or giving them instruction pertaining to their eternal life instead of listen and repent they conspired they conspired in order to arrest him and to get rid of him so it is very difficult to repent from sin of pride because the person who is prideful doesn't listen and he is self-righteous and he believes that he is always always right he does not get any instruction from anybody so how can we train ourselves to be humble number one to realize who we are we are created from the dust of the earth as I told you without the grace of God we are nothing as St. Paul said I am who I am I am nothing but it is the grace of God that works in me also another thing that help you serve others as the Lord said himself the son of man did not come to be served but to serve a prideful person doesn't like to serve others but a humble person he is a helper and he is quick to serve others every day try to at least one time to do a service at least one time do a service to somebody to help somebody to encourage somebody like the good Samaritan when he saw the Jewish man half dead and half alive he served him he served him another idea or exercise for humbleness is obedience and becoming an easygoing person in our families sometimes we have conflict and argument and fight between spouse mainly these fights because of our pride no one is willing to yield to the other each one wants his will to be done each one wants his way to be done and that's why we get into this argument and into these fights but if we are willing to yield and willing to pursue peace then actually our houses and our families will live in peace some people when you deal with them are easy going but some people are very stubborn and stubbornness actually is a sign of pride also another exercise 
is obedience. Uh, it was said about the Lord Jesus Christ, he was submissive to Saint Mary and Joseph. Although he is their creator, their God, but he was submissive to them. When actually we learn how to submit to one another in a spirit of humbleness, and when we obey the commandment of God and obey our leaders, this also is a, a symbol of humbleness. Also, humbleness is not seeking your own glory. Some people speak about themselves in order to get glory and to be praised by others. But a humble person actually is hiding his virtue in order not to be praised by others. And if he is praised by others, he gave all glory to God, knowing that if there is anything good in me, it is from God. It is God actually who granted me these virtues. Also, a humble person put the interest of others before his own interest. If I put myself and my interest first, this is a symbol of selfishness. And selfishness again is a sign of pride. But when I think, for, for example, in my family, I think about what is the best of others, not what is best for me. In the church, in the service, always, always I put others and their best interest in, before me. Also, a humble person, easy to forgive and also ask for forgiveness. A person who is prideful, even when he does something wrong, it is difficult for him to forgive and to apologize and to say, I am sorry. But a humble person also is easy to take responsibility and to admit his mistake and to apologize and to ask for forgiveness. Also, also if somebody hurt him, if he is prideful, he cannot forget his hurt because of the pride and it may take a very very long time to be healed and it may take very long time to forgive and forget but a humble person is easy to forgive even if somebody hurt him he will forgive easily. Like the Lord Jesus Christ, 
who forgive those who crucified him on the cross and said, Father, forgive them for they do not know what they are doing. You can see actually the image of Christ in the humble person. The Lord said, learn from me because I am humble and of lowly heart. So, when we walk in humbleness, people can see the image of our Lord Jesus Christ in us. One time, St. Macarius was walking in the desert and he saw many traps by Satan traps to catch people in sin. So he groaned within himself and said, O Lord, who can be saved from all these traps? And he heard a voice from heaven saying to him, The humble will be saved. The humble will be saved. And we can see in the life of the saints and biblical characters, how humbleness was the main virtue in their life. For example, John the Baptist, when they tried to trigger his jealousy, and they told him, the one concerning whom you bore witness, Jesus Christ. He is baptizing and making disciples more than you. So people, when they told this to John the Baptist, their intention to trigger his jealousy. But John the Baptist answered with all humbleness. And he said, he must increase and I must decrease. He must increase and I must decrease. And he said, Jesus is the bridegroom. I am not the bridegroom. I am the friend of the bridegroom. And I am happy to see the bride actually is given to her bridegroom. So, humbleness is the way to heaven. When actually we live a humble life, then this actually will pave the way to heaven. Heaven cannot be full of prideful people, but heaven will be full of humble persons. Let us pray and ask God to grant us this verse of humbleness to learn from him because God will grant grace to the humble but he resists the proud glory be to God forever and ever Amen, Amen.